So flow state really seems to be something that most adrenaline junkies kind of can relate to when time slows down, they're completely focused. But if you're not an adrenaline junkie uh, and you're just playing, you know, youth sports or you're a parent and you're trying to, you know, perform better at work and you need creativity, mm -hmm. flow state, you need access. You yeah. need you need to know how to tune into this type of uh, a state of mind. Yeah, and Stephen Kotler, the guy that is kind of the driving force of this whole you know YouTube presence. Yeah, tons of videos and yeah. speeches and things about it. His stuff really kind of came about from the adrenaline sports. So a lot of the examples, a lot of the you know moments where he's going to point to real life are are kind of entwined with that. But he would claim that yeah, flow state is something you can absolutely access in in normal everyday like workplace scenarios. there was uh, one scenario that he was given a, a google presentation he was talking about you know if you require your company to respond to emails in 30 minutes 15 minutes and that's part of your gig you're killing the yes. idea of flow state if uh phones are a piece of your everyday life and you're trying to get into a creativity mode get your phone out of your way um you know any types of distractions or you know i've got a lot of friends my age that have uh espn notifications for every score that ever pops up and i oh. tell you you sit next to a guy like that it's like jesus your phone's ringing again there's a sport playing all over the world all the time yeah, of course there's a, a it, sport update it's kind of crazy it's a it's a pretty overwhelming to see the amount of notifications you can get from that kind of a platform all right so what what is flow specifically as he describes it kind of more or less, it's a state of mind where creativity and purpose is your mind slows down. There's not as broad of a, you're not worried about what other things are going on. You're completely focused and your creativity can go through the roof in this state of mind. I mean, that's right. in my mind, that's really what, what the essence of it is, is yeah. your level of creativity and the optimizing a performance and getting a specific task done with zero distractions. Yeah, I think that's the... If flow is a hundred things, which which I think for every different person it, it probably is, but the the spot that really isolates for me is that spot where flow makes it possible to do the impossible. Like I love that feel, and uh, and and you know in the sports and things like that you can really highlight it easily because you know as a pitcher you have those moments where it's like I can't miss. There's not a part of this box I can't hit. Right. Uh. You know when you you play it even as a youth as as a as a little kid playing dodgeball like. Every ball thrown at me, it can't touch me. I see him coming in slow motion. Right. Or you've got the NBA concept. You know, the guy's on fire. You just yeah. keep giving the ball and he makes every basket. Yes. Everybody can probably relate to a Michael Jordan highlight reel. You know yeah, I mean? at the very least, we can, we can conceptualize the idea of flow. I think the spot where he really starts turning the uh, concept on its edge is when he starts saying, flow is not just that adrenaline moment where you are in a hyperactive you know, sport light state, which I think is easy to easy to identify. He would also say that he's able to hijack it in his daily workflow. Sure, like writers find the the spot of creativity. CEO guys, your muse are, almost right. Your your high level performers and how they continually deliver on these creative worlds. You know, your your. Uh, what's the Apple guy? Yeah, Steve Jobs. Yeah, yeah Steve, Steve Jobs. Yeah. He's 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 that new guy. You know that new guy. Yeah, the new Apple but guy. That... You gotta. I would think that most people studying that concept would say this guy is the epitome of finding a, a level of creativity mm -hmm. in his work. Yeah, I, and the weird part with that whole mojo is, and I don't know where it lands in in the research, which is kind of cool because this is a frontier of research. This is. While it's been going on for a long time, they're starting to recognize the similarities in these disparate research topics, and they're now jumping them all together to say, oh, 
cognitive, you know, dissonance where you're, you're not the same person or you're not thinking the same. Well, that's actually related to this kind of flow state perhaps. And, oh, right, adrenaline the one, dumps. And the, the research study he had from the Navy, Navy SEALs where it was um, what they took novices to elite and it was a 460% increase as long as they got these guys in flow state on the speed at which they learned to perform at an elite level. I mean, that's a pretty crazy thing to harness if well, you could. Yeah, that's the, if, if I'm a trainer or if I'm a, you know, a person who's trying to get a sales team together, if I'm, you know, anything like that, I'm looking at flow state as like the magic pill. If I can get my crew, right. my whatever into flow state, even as a firefighter, if I can get my crew into flow state, we can, there's no fire we can't take. Like that's, that's, that's intoxicating. It's almost for like bodybuilding. The idea of steroids is like the yeah, secret yeah. weapon of performance. Like flow. If, if flow state was a thing, it would be your steroid to life. Right. So, so assuming that this is something we can like, uh, weaponize for our, for our efforts. Um, I think that the hunting it down is like the next best thing. So how do you, how do you do that? And I love that the, the how to's is everything from like, Oh, you get into a Zen like meditation all the way to like, you jump out of an airplane. Yeah. Isn't it kind of crazy? It's, can you get there by relaxing and completely focusing your thoughts? Well, or, you know, we could open the cockpit door and, uh, Oh God. Right. Like, which is, it's so weird because so much of flow state seems like it is, we're grasping at understanding this right now. It's insane though, because a lot of times you look at it from different points in your own lifetime. Like when did you work with a group or maybe it was in athletics, you know, did you have a team that really clicked? And then once you got on a different team, man, this is not as, not as much fun. Not everybody's as locked in. The team chemistry is different. You can see it in athletics all the time when professional sports, you know, what, what's the first thing most guys do like, Oh, Love this group of guys. Right. We're all on the same page. Right. We have a purpose in mind. We uh, all My, try to. Our coach has got us just dialed in. We're all locked in in sync. Yeah. And that's in essence, you know, you can see it from a group perspective or even an individual. You know, it's not very easy to write long forum things. You know, if you've ever written a paper, you know, you're in high school, wrote a paper. You probably access some form of a flow when you really got in the groove and got it done. You right. know. I think it takes I think a little while a, to get into the groove. Well, we call yeah, we call flow state. I think a lot of different things naturally, but yeah, the groove, focus, the, the focus. I'm, I'm the the world disappears. Like like yeah, the flow. I, I it's so funny because we've called it so many different things yeah. that now we're starting to recognize all the same thing. Oh yeah, it's all the same thing. It's kind of interesting. It almost steals a little bit from you know this is uh, your upper level of focus here. Oh no no, we call it. We're going to call it flow now. Rewrap it up right. and like encompass more things. Right. We're good. We're going to include yeah. it all. So the, the crazy part is like what's happening in your brain. Like as they've started brain mapping, which is something that's relatively new to the human experience to actually map what's going on in your brain. They're looking at seeing like all right, you're getting dopamine dumps. You're getting adrenaline dumps. You're getting what they say, like five uh, different uh, yeah. neurochemicals that are that are happening. And when they happen, you're getting into flow and, th- and it's starting to alter the way that you think. Which is interesting, too, because uh, there's please feel free. Google this stuff and look mm-hmm. it up because it's pretty darn interesting. They're talking about the f- future of neural links and or supplements to where if you actually prepared the cocktail in your brain to mimic this type of a right. Um, this outcome, how crazy would that be? It's like, like your, oh, it's like your kickstart. We really can just pop a pill now and be geniuses. Pop a pill. I'm in flow state. What I loved is that the they for the longest time uh, they had a different they had a different explanation for what's happening in the brain, like anatomically. 
And it was like, oh, you only ever really use 10% of your brain. And then when you really get into that flow, when you really get into that, like you're, you're ramping up, you're using like 40, 50, 100% of your brain. Right. But like all the research now is showing the exact opposite. Right. It's like you slow everything down. Yeah. yeah. You're actually thinking too much all the time. But when you enter flow state, you just start turning off all of these irrelevant systems. And, and now you're just in the moment. And then what they call it, the uh, the hyper now or something like that. Like you're just, you're there. Right. It, it's kind of nuts though, because if that was, I always get in a little sci-fi action where you start rolling through the possibilities of it. If you could easily just enter flow state, imagine the creativity level in large group atmospheres. Imagine what teams could accomplish. Imagine what Olympians will be able to do rather than grinding through, you know, your training sequences uh, now all of a sudden your max performance from the get go, just from the pop of a pill is kind of crazy to think. Well, there was that really weird, uh, study, maybe weird is not the word, but there's an Australian study that said that they, they hooked up, you know, these magnetic impulses to their brain to basically induce what they call it, um, transient hypo, um, frontality, which is what happens in flow state, like different parts of your brain just turn off. So they induced it with this system and while inducing it, they were able to make these um, folks who couldn't figure out a, a brain teaser, a difficult problem, like 23 of them are immediately right on top of it. Yeah, that was those results were pretty insane. I mean, right. you kind of wonder, like, did you just go to a college university to grab the second group of them? Or? Yeah, did, <laughs> I mean, did it you was, change your, your... It was drastic. No one solved it in the first round. And then the second round of the study, they had... Uh, Record times. 23 or 43, yeah. I think, was the number. So then at um, that point, you got to be like, well, can I get that... Yeah, can, can I, I get, get that zapper? magnet hat? I want the zapper. <laughs> can I get the magnet hat and go into work? Can you imagine? Yeah. You go down, you sit down in front of your computer, you've done all your emails, you've you've made a habit to to create your box. This is your box of like getting into the zone. Right. And then you put on your magic hat for for whatever amount of time it takes. Have you ever you, seen the the hair hats? Yeah. Where they like help you grow your hair. That's right. what everybody's Same gonna thing. have. Yeah. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Everyone turns on their brain cap. They're thinking it's it's their thinking cap. Uh, they put on their thinking cap. Everyone zones out. That's what it's called too. It should be. It's gonna be called thinking. Cap. And all you do is you show up to. It doesn't matter what business you're a part of or anything like that. You show up to this building where the thinking caps are housed. You sit down in front of your computer. You put it on. You fully zone out for like an hour and a half. You're the most productive you've ever been. Right. And you go home. Yeah. How long, awesome. how long do you think you can stay in the zone and not like I would never get blow out. your mind up? I would never get out. <laughs> you're just in. I'm this is well, where think I about live it. Now. When you jump out of a plane and you do something like that, you're talking about twenty seconds or something. And it feels like this 10, 12, 20 yeah. minute experience. Mm-hmm. Imagine you'd sit in there for like three weeks and you wouldn't know it. Or or vice versa, when you really are in the zone and you've you've oh shoot. Like they talk about coders, people that sit down and do like long coding sessions of of uh, computer They'll, they'll do a session for like four hours and it feels like they were in there for 10 minutes. Like, yeah, you would have some massive time dilation, but doesn't this have to break your brain? I don't think so. So you in, think you could be in there 24 seven. I've, I've, I've been flowing lots in my life. I've been meaning to talk to you about your flow. <laughs> so let's take a look at the absolute top triggers to get into flow state. We've got individual and group that they mentioned in this uh, speech that we watched. Mm -hmm. And I think they're kind of interesting because you got to have some kind of a trigger to get you in it. As, as, as you look back on your life, you almost 
see pieces of when you're mm-hmm. flowing, yeah, like if you, you will. Like you like reverse engineer what put me in that state. You kind of have yeah. When did you perform your best mm-hmm. pitching? When did you perform your best writing a book? When did you perform your best at your job? You're flowing. What kinds of triggers are available now? Here's a list of all 20 of them that they set out, and I probably will. It said 20, but maybe there's 30 there. I don't know. I didn't actually count them, I guess. One doesn't need to count. But I think that some of them probably apply to more people uh, if you find a subset. You know, I don't know that each one of these is going to apply to every single person. No. But there's some of them that uh, I, I would think, say. I think there's a good general list that you can then narrow down your own. Um, cause like for me, I, I think right down there in the middle, uh, immediate feedback, like that's huge for me. Yeah. If you're just listening, let's see individual triggers. We've got stuff like passion or purpose, risks, novelty, complexity, unpredictability, uh, deep embodiment, immediate feedback, clear goals, challenge, skills, ratio, creativity, pattern, and recognition. Go ahead. You take the group. Yep. So for me, um, immediate feedback is huge. If I am, if I'm getting into a groove, I need I need immediate and very short feedback so I can stay in the group. Why does feedback do you? Why, why do you think that? Let's me know I'm in, uh, let's it me know I'm in the rhythm. You, you like you would think it would distract because now I have to take, but it doesn't. It lets me it lets me find that groove. It lets does it, me go where I'm going. Does it maybe even quiet the voice of doubt? Yeah, because especially if the feedback and don't hear feedback and hear that it like has to be somebody critiquing. That's not necessarily feedback. Like for instance. Um, we'll just say pitching because everyone can at least see what a pitcher is doing. When you pitch the ball and you've got a good, like a good curve, it's working right now. And you see the path and you see the glove and you see everything work. That's immediate feedback. I know my curve. I see what you mean. So it's not exactly, you're not referring to that as just someone in your ear telling Mm -hmm. you something. And it could be that, but it doesn't have to be. Downhill skiing, you're in a great rhythm. You're going back and forth. You're seeing that you're not falling on your face. You're, You've got good speed going. I feel, I feel it in my legs. I, I feel it in, in the in the the path that I can carve. It just immediate feedback, and I know I'm there. Okay, yeah, I could see that one. Mm-hmm. That would be a top of my list. Yep. I think passion or purpose for me has been maybe the only thing that is the ultimate driver. I think risk kind of plays a, a role of that, but it always kind of comes down to the yeah. ultimate goal. You think of like goal setters and. Uh, CEO books and entrepreneurial things that you've read from people. And most all the time, it's like, oh, set a goal, set goals, set goals, set goals. But I don't know that it always has to be that that crazy. You know, you mm-hmm. don't always have to have like these ultimate goals, whether they are good, but you can set these little subset of goals for smaller activities all the time. Maybe you want to better yourself in your own career. Maybe you want to make the high school basketball team. Like those small set, you, you got to have the purpose. What's the right. ultimate purpose of say, the so thing? You, to you, the the small goals are important, but the the driving, like this, gets me up in the morning. I need that to enter flow. Yeah. And if this mm-hmm. thing doesn't do that, harder to get into. It's flow. super addicting. The flow thing. After doing research for this podcast, it's kind of funny because I found that I actually need flow. Like, like you, your brain feels it. good on it. I want it bad. And if I don't get it, I will get it. Like if I'm not Find getting someone. it, I will go get it. Yeah. And it's kind of funny because all of these things kind of line up so much with my life. It's kind of spooky. So I think one of the spots that, uh, you know, we think about the triggers and, and we mentioned two of them, but I think you need to build those triggers into your, your workflow. Uh, so we'll say I'm trying to harness um, flow, the flow state for doing work, I think that there is something about constructing your day or constructing this moment of, of work 
to include these triggers. And I think that challenge skills ratio is like one of those things. Challenge skills. Right? Yeah, okay. they're right down at the bottom. What they're what they're talking about there is is the task that you're doing just at the edge of your ability. If it is too easy, boredom. Right. If it is too hard, um, you're 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 overwhelmed. And then probably each individual has a different threshold at which they believe to be too hard or too easy. Yeah, I would agree. That's a pretty good one. All right. So this chart, I think, really kind of lines in what that looks like, you know, to, to, to describe the chart over on the left hand side is like your low uh, challenge level and low skill level It's really easy stuff over on your right hand side as you move to the right. It's your highest skill level. You're you're fully engaged skill wise on the you know y axis. You got your low challenge level and your high challenge level. Like it's too hard for me to do. And it's got this really uh, strange band that would would normally kind of overlay through the middle. On the low end, you have apathy. What's the point of me doing this? It doesn't matter. On the high right end, you've got flow, and flow is really the the area you're looking for. And the reason I love this chart is because it kind of it shows where when I'm thinking of doing one of my uh, you know one of my harder activities when I'm trying to establish flow. If it is outside of my ability, this is too hard for me. Uh, it's it's beyond my skill level. I get up into the anxiety. The challenge is too high versus how skilled I am. And hmm. on the, the other end, when you go to the far other end, the skill level, I'm too skilled for this thing and the challenge is too low. I'm relaxing. I'm doing nothing here. This is, this is you know, you, you think of the people, it's like, this is below me. Yeah, if you're like, you know, throwing a bullpen or something, you've done it so many times, if you're not, Full speed with a guy in there. You or know, even thinking like through. you go through and you're going to imagine you're going to go down and you're going to pitch to somebody like two or three skill levels below you. You know, right. you watch you it's watch good. the players. They got nothing like I'm I'm toying with this person. And you even see them perform worse. So do you think that there's any way that someone that's in over their head finds uh, a way to not be in over their head? No, no, that's a great question. So on the upper left, you've got the worry, anxiety, arousal. Uh, arousal is you're you're entering closer into that flow state, and I think the the way you do that is you have to you have to hunt down skill. So if this is the challenge that you want to overcome, but you're not there yet, you have to break down the skill that you're doing to the small manageable skills to to get the things necessary to tip that scale over into flow. Interesting. So I mean that's a good way to analyze it in, in a sense. If you're good at getting in flow, are you truly gifted or is it that you have a mindset that says i want this purpose mm -hmm. i find risk i find arousal i find excitement from it but i kind of stink at it mm -hmm. so i draw up a subset of skills that i can achieve 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 right. that now makes it so that this is flowing right and and then that's the that's the real part where you've now you've married the two together my skill is now at the point where this challenge hits it hits right it's kind of interesting, too, because you could almost draw a parallel with school in a sense. It's trying to give you the skills and the things and all the puzzle pieces. The problem is, is no one really knows what the purpose or the goal is to maybe put it all together. Right. Would you had the perspective if you didn't have your history classes, your algebra, all those things? Eh, most definitely not. But the purpose seems to be something that maybe the education system should work more on yeah. trying to help people find their flow. I mean, if flow right. is the ultimate level of success and creativity and, and this new world in 2022 of, of you have to create, you know, mm -hmm. if robots come from Elon Musk and right. now they it's take just away all my do jobs. Yeah. So if it's not labor that we're looking for on a, that kind of a thing, then it, it 
is creativity. How do you perform the best at your task, your sport, your job? Maybe uh, combining all aspects of that. But it's even crazy because you can enter the flow state. You see that you watch those YouTube videos where they're like best at their job, you know, and it's it's somebody in a factory doing something crazy. Like what they're doing is they're they're probably in a sense of flow state when they first got into that. Now they may their skill may overarch and then they're then they're bored again. But right. when they're doing something so unbelievably precise, it's because their skill level is matching the challenge of whatever they're doing and they're they're like they're not there anymore. They're just the action, which yeah. is kind of cool. It is kind of cool. I mean, there's a lot of things out there. You've there's videos and stuff where people can you know, move right. documents super fast and they can envelope them and staple them super quick and it wouldn't take me very long to find the board stage of that, but at no, the same sure. time you know, that's, that's, but that's a person that decided for whatever reason, whether it's like, this is what I'm going to do, or this is what I have to do. That, that part's irrelevant, but they decided that they are going to find the things they are going to add the skills that can push themselves further over so that the difficulty of the challenge can get higher and then they can get into flow. And that's the balancing act you're playing. Now that my skills have gotten better, I have to challenge myself more. Sure. So let's check out here the group triggers so mm -hmm. that, you know, for our team sports or our group atmosphere, it's really difficult to find like the sweet spot. You know, when yeah. you when you have a super successful team, you know, coaches, trainers, business managers, all yep. that side of stuff. If yep. you can manage that group and get them in a flow state, it's kind of a completely different thought process. You know, do you do you work with the whip and the sprints and that's how you motivate or do you motivate a conglomerate of workers that all are going towards one goal. You know? I think, I think again, some of it has to do like you look through the list. We'll just read it out real quick. You got close listening. You've got shared goals, shared risk. Yes. And which I want to come back to that. I love that one. Uh, complete concentration, uh, autonomy or a sense of control, blending egos, familiarity, equal participation and open communication. Those are the group triggers. Um, and, and so I said, I wanted to come back to yes. And I think that's kind of the heart in my mind of what this looks like. Yes. And means nobody comes up with bad ideas. They're just ideas that can be furthered and the not reason, all the way thought out. Or... Yeah. Yeah. And the reason I think that's important is because, um, flow, like think about flow as a stream running down a, a mountain. Uh, anytime you impede the stream flow stops. Right. You've got you've got to build a new route. Well, you got to spend time it. to justify why they're wrong or why you're right, and let me convince you of exactly. my deal rather than being twenty five steps down the road. If your you if know. your stance is always yes and, you keep gravity moving, you keep moving, and flow happens, and so a lot of the other things start falling into place. See, but I think they almost blend a little bit too. The group triggers, you know, without purpose for the group. How are you going to achieve a common goal? Right. Yeah. 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 And then, and that's kind of in there the shared goals. So they they do oh, yeah. they rhyme. Oh, the two sides rhyme. It's like they work together or something. What flow is group and individual, but it's just so, so I'm, I think <laughs> through my, any groups that I've had, whatever, where we've felt this. And one of the weird ones that I think of is uh, brainstorming groups and, or when we're doing uh improv, like when we do improv for, I used to do it in college and stuff. It's fun. Uh, but improv is, is one of those moments where it's the yes. And it's, it's, no bad ideas, uh, brainstorming. There's no bad ideas. Everybody just throws it out there. And then the next person's job is to move it further. And I think you get this unhindered when they talk about the personal where you lose the critic. You're in you're in the zone. You're flowing. You lose the inner critic, and you're just there doing it. You, ha you have to do that as the whole group, which means you have to take the group critic out. 
if but, somebody in there criticizes somebody else's idea, I see what you mean. You've you've done the exact same thing in in the group as you did in your brain. So you try to take out the negativity on the team chemistry. Who's not on board? Who's not uh, you know motivated towards the same goal? Right, That's and so either you inspire that person to get on board. Or you got to go. Right. You got to go. And ta- think about any sport where you've heard that happen. This guy got cut from the team and instantly the team got better. He's the best player we had. We cut him and we got better. Just a cancer to the team. You hear that kind of uh, talked about all the time. Is this guy's just bad for the team? Got a bad mindset? Makes sense, though. If you think about it from, you know, your maybe money isn't enough. Maybe right. I'm not getting paid enough either. He thinks he's not getting paid enough, or why does he think he should get? You know, it's oh sure, kind of interesting. You so, got a whole lot of uh, variables in there. So, like ultimately, when we're talking about all this stuff, we're talking about how do I, how do I artificially create a space where I'm going to have a higher likelihood of having flow state. Yeah, because if flow is in essence what you're going for, mm-hmm. then. These are the things I'm going to try and do to make that most likely. You've got to set up a, a hierarchy of things that are built in your world, right? To get into flow state. So you're gonna, you're gonna, I'm gonna change my morning to make flow state more likely. Yeah. I'm gonna change my lunch break to make flow state more likely. So it's kind of funny after doing all this type of research and things mm-hmm. on the idea of getting in a flow state. I think yep. something that would be interesting to point out is literally the idea of pregame rituals and warmups in sports can kind of go both ways. It's like that is actually what's going to get you closer to a flow state, whether mm-hmm. you're trying to perform at a sport, but that could also lead directly into your career later in life. Like, do you have a pregame ritual to set up your creativity for the day? Those types of things, you know, like what is it that makes a good pregame ritual? Well, first of all, I feel like we would be remiss to not talk about the silliness of some of the things, uh, not just the ritual to start up, but also like the rally cap and the like, don't talk to the pitcher while he's pitching. Like, hey, just now that him... is very important. Okay. I, if, I get it. If but... you've got a guy that's going to be a seventh inning, no hitter, don't talk to that don't guy. Let, he doesn't let him stew over there by he himself. He doesn't exist. He's flowing. Yeah. Okay? In fact, if you, if you look in his direction, you've done the entire team and the city a disservice. That's right. And whoever's in the broadcast booth that decided to talk about no hitters all of a sudden. Yeah. Those guys are just ruining it for They're everybody. Just, they... just play along. It's, entertaining when it it happens we go oh my gosh that was amazing no but you got to think though like a lot of these guys they're they're mimicking exactly what everyone should be doing in their life if you're a youth sports rather than getting there holding your phone right before you're running the outfield to get warmed up uh those types you got to eliminate all the distractions you shouldn't be joking around i'm here yeah, I can remember lots of times in college, you know, everybody be joking about girls or talking about all this other stuff. And, you know, when we were on, I was on some really competitive ball teams and those coaches, I never really thought about it that way. But going through this flow state stuff, it was business in yes. the warm up. They'd walk out there. They would tell everybody, zip it or we'll run sprints. We're not talking about anything other than baseball. Quite frankly, you're just not talking. We're getting warmed up. And I can remember being in that atmosphere like, Jeez, Louise, we're just here trying to play ball. It's a game, buddy. But it's kind of funny. Maybe he read a flow state book because, in a sense, you're kind of getting your mind calmed down. You're getting rid of all the distractions Mm -hmm. to keep all those elements flowing in your brain and trying to get yourself in a place that you're going to have the ability to have ultimate focus and high level performance. Yeah. So, so let's let's take uh, a a look at some pregame rituals that are bad 
and let's look at a set of pregame rituals that are good. And so I think the one that you threw out there, or even like midgame ritual, that is bad is like whipping out that phone. Oh yeah, terrible I mean, pregame the, ritual. The, the phone literally is the epitome of ruining all focus known to man. And probably just before you're ready to compete, you're gonna get some kind of a text message from a wife or a girlfriend that has some kind of thing to right. tell you. Right. I mean. Okay. So, but but that is like a perfect example. Yeah. You're sitting there. I'm here for the game. I'm all in. I'm yeah. ready to roll. Like my mind's in it. And then, bring you get that text. You, well, you get, can't help it. You. I mean, sociology or the the idea that you want to please the people in your life that if you need something and I see that you need something, I'm probably going to interact with you and shoot. Well, and there habitually, goes all focus. habitually all day when that thing beeps, you look at it. It's right. like, that's what it beeps for so that you know to look at it. And so when it beeps, I mean, first of all, uh, an, an alternative, which would be a better route is pregame ritual, turn it off yeah. like or shut off notifications. Like, create sure. the space that is free of that distraction. I would say to be extremely specific would be a lot of that ritual stuff of like, um, you know, the socks that you wear, all that stuff. You know, it gets a little crazy. You, sure. If you ever hear about some super, uh, yeah, I wouldn't call it religious. What's the word that I'm looking for? Ritual. Like you're, you're yeah, doing you're, full-on rituals. Yeah, like your craziness that you got. Where the, the sock has to be on this side. This mm-hmm. sock's got to be on. You know, and you a don't lot. wash them. They have to smell a little bit like last there's game. There's a lot of it in baseball, but it's kind of funny because the more habits that you can create, if they don't get done, it is an extreme distraction. But if you can make sure that you're actually getting all of them done, uh, and it's flowing towards one direction you, you just everything feels right yeah i think i think there is the the silliness which is easy to get into but i think there's a real aspect of it too where all right it's game day i'm gonna go in and i'm listening to this music when i go in there why because it pumps me up right? right so on my way into the game i'm listening to this music and i don't have my phone on because i don't want to talk to whoever right i want to get into the game all right so now i'm there and i show up and i do this set of warm-ups why do i do that because I, I like it's game day. Those are my game day warmups, and it's different order than I do during practice. Because this is game day, right? So gets now my I'm, mind in the right spot. Now I'm moving into that. All right, now I'm going to get ready to throw bullpen. These are the bullpen pitches I like to throw. Why? Loosens up my muscles. Yeah, that's a real thing, but also my mind. I'm I'm quieting these things. You're so trying to focus on less things so that you get in a rhythmic place. Mm-hmm not thinking, and then you can perform at a high level. And I think, you know, the more that you see that coaches are trying to do that to you, but I think as like a young athlete or a dad trying to give them advice, that would be a big portion of it to where maybe spend a little bit of time making those young athletes realize what's truly trying to be achieved here. It's not just to get your muscles loose to prevent injuries. It is those things. Sure. But getting your mind right, uh, there's one thing with a coach yelling, come on, guys, get focused. But in all reality, if kids just kind of understood the idea of this flow concept, it could be a major tool to increase your performance. Come, come here with me. We're gonna we're gonna sidetrack for just a second. You got a lion out on the savannah. Okay. Okay. Big, small. He's what huge. Size? He's massive. Like he's like ready. Big guy. He's okay. ready to go for the gazelle. But it's been a day since he's eaten. He's getting hungry. Right. Maybe it's two days since he's getting. He's hungry. Right. And I think part of the flow state ritual, part of the pregame rituals, part of the things that we're doing right before the game, you're trying to create that hunger. You're trying to create that internal drive that says, I will I will take on this antelope. I will take on this gazelle. I will take on this game. You're trying to artificially create that that need, that yeah, that's space. Yeah, it's a really good way to put it. You know, you jump out of a plane, it, you're going to have the adrenaline. You're going to have some sort of flow state. If, 
you know, I, I heard you mention earlier, like you didn't exactly see skydiving as a flow state and it kind of depends on how you interpret, or maybe it depends on each individual person, mm-hmm. but I don't know that I'll call it a non-useful flow state. And the reason I say that we should get into this too. I think it's a non-useful flow state because for most of us that do, do jumping out of an airplane, we can't participate. We're just strapped onto the front of a person. Sure, sure. So, so in that way, we are we're flowing because our brain is is shutting down all of these things, and time is dilating, and all that stuff is happening. But I can't participate, and I can't do anything about it. But in a sense, wouldn't that be the same thing as a warm up? You're trying to get to that place, Hopefully, so maybe yeah. maybe it kind of introduces you to it, or or get you in that version. Sure, I, sure. Maybe you get maybe the important thing before you get into you skydive before you get on the field every time. Lock in flow state. I, I bet you would either be your velocity would either drop seven miles an hour because you wouldn't have an ounce of adrenaline left in your body, or maybe you wouldn't have any care in the world. It's up seven seven miles an hour because you have it's just it's already preloaded. Well, there's been tons and tons of articles and things that have come out with interviews on guys that are all doped up on different things when they pitch, and uh, a lot of it's state of mind. Get all these mm-hmm. birdies out of my head, all the pressures, all the things uh, that's attached to it and let well, me and completely if, focus and, if and relax. State, if flow state is about hijacking those five you know, neurochemicals that are blowing around inside your brain and people are using alternate methods, you know, injections and things like that to transplant them into their brains, Sure. well then doing it naturally is, is the way that you've basically, you've cheated the system. It's why you know, a lot of sports teams have started putting sports psychologists into their bullpen because they want to be able to do naturally what we've said is illegal artificially. Right. Well, if you look at that triggers list, you know, mm-hmm. the triggers list that we have, a lot of those things in your warmups could be part of that. If you're really trying to do some of that mental training, those sports psychologists have been a big part for a lot of people yes. are uh, a bit of a head case. It's hard to manage your emotions when it's a lot of pressure. But when you think of like purpose, are you trying to win a World Series? Are you trying to win, you know, the Super Bowl? Those kinds of things come into play. Uh, think about the overall goal and move through those triggers. Even as a young athlete, if you can start trying to piece together the reasons why you're doing things, mm-hmm. all that training goes out the window and you just perform at yeah. your highest level. Build that hunger, chase that thing. So, in a nutshell, we're basically saying warmups, rituals before performance try to find the right formula for you to perform at your best to get towards that flow state. Yes, I fully agree. I have to hit this topic in this way. It is a must. This flow stuff, we've been talking about it all day, and it seems as though it's a magic pill and a potion that everybody needs, but let's be honest, don't forget about the grind because the grind is essential. But the grind is the sucky part. I don't want to do the grind. I know, but you think about it. Like all of the videos and the research and everything that went into this podcast, thinking about the flow, it mm-hmm. sounds like oh, it could be a little bit absorbing. Oh, yeah. if I'm not flowing. I must not be doing it I'm, right. I'm not I'm not going to get great results. What am I? I should be working for flow. I mean, that's the way I interpret it. It's like, oh, gosh, how do I do this every day? Yeah, it, it makes it feel like if you're not, uh, if you're not approaching every work session with the idea of flow being the the pinnacle of it, then you've probably built it wrong. Or maybe this is not the thing you're passionate about. And well, I, that's just, it's not true. Well, it's interesting too, because if you really think about the idea of flow and when time slows down, the interesting thing is if you think back through your week, how many times do you think you entered flow? I mean, truly right. think about it. It's like, 
I would venture to say that most people don't have a time where they're like, oh, wow, I was in a portal and don't remember anything. Right. I would say most weeks I'm, I probably don't even have a flow state. So if that's the if that's the thing I am measuring my success in a week on, like that's a or my success in my job on. Well, then I'm I'm terrible at my job and I'm terrible at, at everything. Yeah, absolutely. I don't. I don't know that you should put so much stock in just the idea of flow, but I think it would be in everyone's best interest to truly think of it as more of like an equation. Yeah. How do you get yourself in a place to perform at your best? But the pieces of it is the grind. You have to grind. Yeah. If, if you think that you're going to just like all of a sudden hit flow state without doing all the suck, that doesn't happen. If you don't like literally spell out small tasks that you can achieve to actually get somewhere. I'll give you a prime example. In this yeah. podcast, we've been a little bit all over the map. I was trying to do a little bit of, uh, you know, Elon Musk sci-fi stuff. And then I kind of got back to a little bit more of the roots of, you know, what do we really want to achieve? I want to try to help young athletes. I want to try to help dads and guys in their 30s, 40s, 50s learn how to work out. What is the correct medium to do? And I've grinded. I've learned how to edit in different formats. I've spent an awful lot of time trying to produce the show in many ways. But like without truly getting in there and, and right. grinding through the whole process, hours and hours and hours and tweaking and twisting and talking about it, I would never be at this position now where we sit down together, we get to have a nice little conversation, jump in a spaceship, and three hours later, we've got this pretty cool episode right. because we were able to flow. Well, I think I think the other thing, too, is... <laughs> Can you say flow without saying it like that? Like, I feel like it needs... Shoot, shoot me with the normal the and then shoot me with the dry. That, that's, that's how you get into flow. Flow. That's how you get into the, the flow. All right, now do it dry. You know, that's when you flow. Yeah, I don't like it more. No, it has to. F That's what flow. I thought. I mean, I kind of thought you had to flow. You know, yeah. you need to flow it. I think so. So here's where I'll go with this. The grind, I think, is the, you know, if you're building the house, the grind is the foundation. This is this is the set of skills that I need to get into peak performance. If you think about, you know, anything that you're trying to accomplish, can you peak perform when you're just in the very bare basics of doing whatever you're doing? No, there's no, there's no peak. You're not right. You can't do it. You don't have the skills yet. Yeah. Tur turn off things. The idea of like, you're turning off parts of the brain to be able to focus more. It's kind of like, what do you want me to turn off? I don't even, if I got nothing downhill here, yeah. skiing. I don't know how to ski to turn off the thing. Right. And, and so then when they, you, you're juxtaposing that against, well, now you already know how to ski and you're already thinking about like, do I, do I cut my hips hard to the left here? Do I absorb with my knees or do I, do I run down the mountain? Well, that's all the technique, all the grind that you put in learning all how the to ski. falling and the exactly failing and failing. Now you're in flow because all of the grind has already taken place, and your brain is just implanting the right one. Bam, it's almost bam, like bam. if your ultimate goal was to be in flow as much as possible, creativity goes through the roof, productivity goes through the roof. You're going to be better at everything, performing at a high level. If you truly actually wanted to do that, then you should be really trying to fail as much as possible. Because yeah. as you learn more and more and more skills, you will be better able to enter flow easier. You want to be at the edge of failure. And I think, you know, you, you think of every major quote, like Michael, Jack, or Michael Jackson. Michael what did Jackson, he say? great sports guy. Yeah. Uh, no, Michael Jordan's got that one about like how many times he failed at something. But, uh, yeah, I know what you mean. But the trick is, all of his failures weren't like massive failures. His failures were very close. 
Well, it and depends so, how you look at it. You sure, know? sure, sure. But I'm getting at the point like he had an ability to either succeed or fail. And it was within the realm of possibility that he could have succeeded, but he failed instead. And that closeness, that 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 near to success is what's so important because one, it keeps your passion high. Right. If you didn't feel like you had a chance anyway, you're not going to stay passionate. You just lose. So what so do you think? That, what do you think that you do though when someone is truly has zero passion towards a goal, mm-hmm. whether it be a uh, sport focus or you know work focus? If you have literally zero passion, then like what truly do you do to get into flow? I mean, I'm gonna I'm gonna get in trouble. I'm you try something else. Yeah, so, I, th- so I you, think you full you. This is an overstatement. You full ripcord. You find something else. Uh, and that's really hard to do when you're a 40, 50 year old person who's really like, I've invested a lot of effort into this. Um, but I think, I think especially with like young athletes and things like that, if they don't want to grind, it's probably because the passion and the purpose and the thing is not alluring enough to keep them into the grind so that they could ever experience the flow. So it's truly find the ultimate level of purpose or a goal that kind of almost makes any of this even a possibility or a reality. Perhaps like there's a part of me that wonders, like, I do believe that every person can enter flow. What I'm not positive on is like, does it require a car? (laughs) Yeah. Like (laughs) physiologically we can all enter flow, right? But can, can everybody harness it? Because like you said, and you've said it multiple times. And I think the reason that you've said it is because it's so important. Passion and purpose drive flow um, when you're actually getting into it. And the reason they do that is because they keep you in it through the grind. So if you don't have passion and purpose, you're not going to want to stick with it long enough to acquire the skills and the minute, hard to acquire things that make flow possible. So is this one of those deals where you kind of get into the advice of like the most micro things have to make you happy? And the reason why I kind of get in that thought process is, you know, if I'm feeling like I have to find this ultimate level of purpose, Mm -hmm. I mean, that's getting into like some religious areas right you what's the meaning of life sure but in your day-to-day living how do you stay motivated to go to work how do you stay motivated to train harder for the sport Mm -hmm. how do you stay motivated in any of these capacities it's almost as if you have to find the little pieces of it to even you know can you be a good parent is that is that your purpose with my ultimate purpose is like be the best parent possible well then that's probably going to drive me through an awful lot of grinding yeah. well, that because I have the purpose. I'm good you know, with that. You know, do, do you want to make it into college athletics? Well, that's going to make me get up at 5 a.m. and maybe train a little bit harder. Do you want, uh, you know, a number one podcast? Well, are you going to wake up at five o'clock every day to get your mind right to mm-hmm. study and do, you know, it's just you're going to go to bed early enough every night to make sure you have enough sleep so that you're ready to roll. Like, yeah, it, it's, it's a silly concept for me. Literally. I have always been a night owl. Me too. Stay up super late and to be able to like have your brain ready to have like an in-depth conversation on stuff that you've just learned about it's kind of a a bit of a crazy concept and if your ticker isn't ticking on high you know if you're not on high alert then it's not even it's not even possible yeah so it's like oh i have to go to bed earlier to wake up earlier to also work out so that i make sure that chemically I'm feeling right yeah. and I'm, I'm, I'm definitely into this and I'm excited to be here. You know, those kind of things, it's just kind of interesting as, um, as you go, like how easily can you access flow if grind isn't surrounding you? Right. So, so we'll, if we hierarchy it, you have to have the passion, and the purpose, which they say you have to have in flow, but they also say that that's what it takes to have grit. 
Like people that have grit tend to have high passion and purpose for the thing that they're doing. So passion and purpose seems to drive a lot of these things that make elite performers. Sure. Now, does that mean that everybody can be an elite performer? I don't know that like mm, definitely everyone isn't. Seems like a gray area. Yeah, let's let right. we'll say that at least everyone isn't. But one of the spots that I find really interesting in the uh, studies that they're doing is he leans into this Stephen uh, Cutler guy leans into perhaps when you get into flow state, um, you are firing on higher cylinders and learning faster and doing all these things better, so that you know the the quintessential ten thousand hours thing, um, you might not you might need half that much time. Because you're in you're in flow state, and I think this is the part where I'm going to disagree with the guy, because it sounds like he's presupposing that these people that are doing the ten thousand hours of study are not in flow state during those ten thousand hours, and I would argue that they're probably the people that are more capable of flow state than almost anyone else because they they're putting in the grind that makes it able to to flow. Yeah, I I completely agree. It's I don't even know that a flow. It's so weird how we're talking about this flow. It's like the ability mm-hmm. to focus, but yet somehow it goes in parallel with like action, sport, crazy adrenaline rush, mm-hmm. ultimate level of focus. Everything turns off. You're right in the moment. I mean, I'm never uh, learning how to flip on a ski that's 40 inches from your butt going 25 miles an hour. Right. The moment at which you take Physically off, impossible, by the way. This seems, is not possible. It seems like it. And you cut out as fast as you can. Probably the flip itself's at 30 miles an hour. Mm-hmm. And you choose a launch angle that is perfect. Takes 0.25 seconds. Like yeah. you're... Boom. And as soon as you get in the air, you've got a free fall. But if you over-rotate at any element, you get to completely annihilate yeah. yourself. You get to eat fish, like and hard. I can literally tell you every millisecond of the movement, where the hands were, where the line hit my hand. Was it more heavy in my left hand? Was it in my right hand? How much do I lift my head to know on my rotation how much I'll need to get around? Like every specific movement, right. same with like car wrecks. You've been a car wreck. You remember the full impact and how you ran into it and you saw the window crack to the right side of your head. Right. I hit a house once, right? I remember, I remember this. I remember literally ducking my head because I knew the house was coming. And I better I rem- hide from that. I remember the roof of the car getting ripped off as I'm looking out of the corner of my eye mm-hmm. and the whole house laying on my back. I mean, it was to the micro movement of watching the metal tear off the car. Mm-hmm. I can remember that. Right. And then somehow this same train of thought is what we're giving Google presentations on how to make your creative guy learn how to write code better. It's just, right. it's, it's kind of such a, crazy insane so vast vast. right but i think there's something to the idea of flow state that is it's not just prescriptive we want it to be prescriptive i want to be able to tell you get into flow state and you'll be your happiest you you'll be the most productive you you'll be all of those things but there's this other element that is an entirely descriptive situation you flow state kind of happens to you and there's a lot of instances where that's real and so this will be prescriptive and descriptive. Think about the situation where um, you know, you've know you got Instagram or TikTok that developed this app, Facebook that's developed this app. Their entire goal is to make something addictive to you. And in the flow state conversation, they're talking about a state that is, it is the end. It's not just a means. Did you see the Google presentation from this guy? Yeah, yeah. So, kind of funny. So he, he's full on saying like, I 
the the state of flow is so nirvana-esque that you're going to chase that state just because it exists. It doesn't matter what you did to get there. You're going to chase that state. And then you've got things like Instagram scrolling and Facebook scrolling that hijack those same dopamine dumps, those same things. You said this earlier when we were prepping for the show. You were talking about when you're on TikTok or whatever and you get in the time portal. And I mean to tell you, I literally joke about this with my friends of like, yeah, Mm -hmm. I sat there on TikTok and then like an hour later I looked up and felt extremely dumber. I was like, oh my oh gosh, my, I'm what hungry. Did, what, what, where did I lose two hours of my life? Yeah, you don't remember anything. You don't exactly like know for sure what you were like looking at. You saw did a I, lot of stuff. Did I enjoy it? Maybe I did. I think I did. It's kind of crazy though. Like, But is, all of those are the hallmarks of flow state. So yeah, so if your life was trying to get into flow state and then did you realize that- Instagram. Yeah, but then did you just realize that maybe just maybe the code writers are manipulating your own flow state? So- you in in turn are getting flow state ripped from you because you spend so much time on social media mediums like that, that right. they're trying to make you have flow state in a nonsensical way. Right. It, and it, then they stole it from you. It leans back into that whole purpose thing. Like flow state without purpose and passion just becomes, it becomes a drug. It becomes an, uh, it's an addiction to nothingness. Right. And so if you're truly just pursuing flow state, you're not pursuing anything. The real pursuit is like whatever thing is most valuable to try and flow on. And that's where the grind also leans in. It's like, yeah, it's kind I of, want this. That's thing an interesting so thing too. It's like, does, does the grind, not the grind, are you flowing all the time? But like, it doesn't no. feel, well, what I mean is uh, uh, frequently. Are you flowing? Okay. Are you flowing frequently, but because it has no true outcome? It doesn't, it doesn't yeah. exist in the world of realization. I mean, it must to some degree, because if if the things that we because right now flow is just the description of, of being you time dilates you, you're focused in whatever you're doing. Like I do that with video games. I'm not even hungry for hours on video games. So either I am the best video gamer in the world, which is truly not the case. I'm right. not that good, but it is doing that physiological thing to my brain where I feel like I'm, I'm in it. I'm fully in it. So it's hijacked. That I've seen system. you watch TV too. Oh, I mean, same, same thing. Is that flow? It must be. How broad does flow get? Does well, flow nothingness without purpose? I mean, I don't know. And so that that's where the, maybe the description gets a little loose because, because flow to me, the way I want it to mean is it's all the good parts of it. It's the purpose thing. Yeah. I mean, even when you think through like, um, you think through just the simple one that is used a lot going down the mountain and, you, and you're, you're skiing going down the mountain. Like the flow is not dying. Like your purpose is getting to the bottom of the mountain and not dying. That's a pretty big purpose. It's kind of weird. Like the action sport conversation is more about you can remember the moments of adrenaline, the moments of like extreme risk and, and that. But to tie it into like general performance, it's kind of weird. I, I can I can see it easily when you're talking about pitching, yeah, getting to a place at which you can perform at your best. But it's like a longer scale thing. But to bring it to like the workplace, and like unless you're really trying to create the next iPhone or like mm-hmm. without massive purpose, I don't really uh, right. There's no, no I don't I can't even like think of any 
true ways to explain what flow is outside of massive things. Yeah. So part of that, I think, is our personality. We are driven to something that, like we we just want to be inspired by the thing itself. But I do think that there is genuinely a way to find purpose that is outside. Of that. So this is this will be my example. When uh, I was a youth pastor for a while, really wanted to do stuff with the church. To me, I was like, well, that's like you don't get a lot higher purpose than like truly just trying to get to know a deity. That's right. pretty high purpose. Right. And I find myself wrestling as I was stepping away from that and trying to decide what next thing I was going to do, even if it was firefighting, which you could argue has purpose or not. Um, I found myself really feeling like, but is that, does that matter as much as like getting to know a creator of the universe? And so I found myself struggling with like, how much purpose does this job actually have? And then finding the, the smaller purposes within it, which I think is, is parable down to whatever job you have, will, will continue to be a drive. And that, it doesn't have to be the biggest thing in the world. It doesn't have to be saving the world. It doesn't have to be building a nation. It doesn't have to be, you know, uh, changing the economics of an entire uh, people to be purposeful. I think you can find purpose in the smaller things in life and truly better the world. So maybe, maybe the idea is find the small goals, the small passions, and you, you can easily do that if you're a young kid, whether it's getting to the next level, if you're an adult and you just want to be a great parent, I mean, you can map those out pretty easily. Oh, yeah. And then if you're going to do those, then create skills within that that can make you better at that. I, I think of it like almost if you didn't feel like you had like a true purpose and you wanted to be a good parent, and you had parents or and you had kids. Mm -hmm. It'd be kind of interesting that if you like if you spent an awful lot of time trying to learn different ways to interact with children, mm -hmm. you spent more time reading books, trying to engage properly with them and yeah. uh, try to enlighten them. Or, like you made it a study. Yeah. This like is, uh, I'm building my own college course on how to be a dad. Yeah. You're, you're almost like creating the environment at which it's the iPhone. It's the thing. It's the massive thing that mm -hmm. needs to be created. Well, you could almost manifest that in any capacity, really, as long as you were creative enough to sit there and think about it. But the only way that you get any of these types of thoughts mm -hmm is to get yourself in that right mindset and lose distractions, you know? Yeah, I think I think one of the weird things when we talk about purpose and, and things like that is, like, you can make a big purpose out of a lot of small things. And there, there are some people that really trivialize stuff that is actually really kind of cool. Um, for instance, um, you know, something as trivial as, as making your lawn look good, which I'm not very good at and I don't really like. Like, I don't gain a lot from it. But I have a friend that, like, this is a driving part of his life. Like he loves his, that his lawn looks good and that's beautification. And his, I will say I've stepped on that lawn. It's a good lawn. Foot. It's wonderful. Like <laughs> I, my carpet is not as nice as his lawn to step on. Like, nice. It's really, really good. But it's that, got the good chemicals in there. Right. That kind of, <laughs> that kind of pursuit of excellence is not just a waste. Like, can you call it a waste? Sure. It's a, it's a waste of water. Some people would say it's a waste of whatever, but I think there is something that if you just want to find value in the beauty of that moment, that's worthy. And that is, that is so cool. But a beauty in the moment. But I would also argue that, uh, you, you quoted this guy the other day when he said, always wake up and make your bed in the morning. Mm -hmm. And I feel like for flow to uh, occur and be such an addicting thing, it's kind of interesting because if your state of mind's not right for it to occur, it won't occur. Yeah. And with the guy with his yard and things, it's kind of interesting because you find things in your life, otherwise known as a hobby. Right. That you just are ready to dump everything into. Yeah, when you when you can truly like fully engage in something in a masterful way, like you mm -hmm. want to do it the best, 
it allows your psyche more opportunities to be in a state at which you can be more creative and a better performer. So mm-hmm. maybe that's his outlet to uh, allow that kind of a thing, you know? Yeah. No, I, I totally agree. And I, so again, or he just really likes green grass. I, I don't think it's that, I don't think it's that small. I don't think it's that trivial. I think there's a value system that is attached. And I think there's a value system to anything, any hobby, any life pursuit that anybody puts that much effort into. I think there is, there's a, there's a value. There's something to be said about analyzing your life on the days that you feel the best and figure out why. Yeah. What, what happened? made me do that? Was it the things I did? Was it the mood I was in? Was it, you know, it's just, was it the order I did those things yeah, in? It, I don't know that I would imagine most people are aware of this, but I don't know. Like I can think in the morning really well. Mm-hmm. And then towards the afternoons, it's a little cloudy. I'm kind of running out of gas. It's not that I need to go to bed. It's just that I don't really have a whole lot of creative stuff left in me by that time of the day. Right. But, you know, if you think about those things and you get yourself in that mindset, maybe that's just the overall deal. You just got to find ways that no matter what your pursuit or your goal is, flow seems to be insanely addicting. Mm -hmm. Flow seems to be insanely is almost a steroid to your life. It Mm -hmm. makes it so you learn faster, makes it to where you perform better, have less anxiety should be something maybe everyone's striving for. Right. So wouldn't the ultimate goal be to find purpose, find ways to get yourself in a mindset to actually achieve your flow state Mm -hmm. more often? Yeah. Well, and, and if you, if that's the pursuit, um, is that something that is attainable in every, uh, every pursuit that you're doing? Depends how, creative and micro you can approach every situation life truly is perspective no that's a great that's a great perspective to have on this whole thing because if i think everything's got at least enough nuance that you can really dive into almost anything yeah i think you have to be open enough and maybe the true essence of turn down the google instagram bots of stealing your all your attention and not allowing creativity Maybe uh, maybe that's some of the problem with a lot of people's psyche is there's yeah. no time for thinking of purpose. Yeah, there's no there's time to no... be bored enough to try and find out what matters. Yeah, or I wish I remembered this analogy a little better. He, he referenced uh, this monkey on the branches thing, and he mm-hmm. says, you know, if you get enough rest, the monkey can keep moving from branch to branch. But right. if the monkey gets fatigued, the branches become too far away and thoughts can never get put together. So right. in the essence of your TikTok, your Instagrams stealing the creativity from basically all of mankind right now, those monkeys in our heads are very tired. Yeah, yeah. No, it, <laughs> it's a it's a good it's a good analogy in that anything that you do to an issue we we joked about it in the last section of like, hey, do you think you could live in it twenty four seven? And and of course I would want to, of course I'm pursuing flow that often but i think there is a reality to like fatigue of that i mean how much can your body truly dump dopamine how much can your body truly dump adrenaline you can get a lot out of it with caffeine and other fun things you know what i mean yeah no you're absolutely right but like those things those additives are needed because your body only has so much stored sure so if you're wasting flow state and it truly is like it truly is quantifiable that someone can get into that and not actually utilize it well, that's unfortunate. Like, I don't want to waste flow on Instagram scrolling. Yeah. What if that's what it is? What if that's truly the problem? Well, dude, there's a there's an awful lot of stuff that's been coming out in the last several months that massive, you know, brainiacy entrepreneurial people, people that were even involved in the creation of the social media platforms, mm-hmm. they don't use them at all. Right. And it, it it's kind of crazy because that all as soon as we saw the the flow state idea 
and the parallel between your TikTok and your Instagram and, and trying to actually potentially give you a flow state without right. truly giving you anything. Yeah, like a hollow state. Yeah, so if you're if that's really what's behind it and you were in a board meeting like that, right. that's, a, that's a tough one to swallow. Or, or me, even what if you're trying to utilize that really for your job and you've already wasted all of it? Right. Yeah, I'm out. I'm out. It's like being on empty when you go into the place that you really, really wanted it. Yeah, let me... How can we make everybody this empty vessel that feels as though they're in a flow state that mimics a flow state, but truly when they leave our website, they will have gained zero skills? Right. Or do, are you mastering the, the flip? So, I mean, is that really what it so is? So we've, we've talked about, I think we have at least, definitely you and I have talked about the China um, Instagram, or sorry, the TikTok. China TikTok, which yeah, is yeah. very, very different. They, especially for their youth, they make sure that they are not watching just mindless entertainment. Uh, TikTok in China has been pared down to be like inspiring. Um, Certain age groups, it's learning and yep, things like that. It's it's, it's task, task acquisition, uh, ability acquisition, things like that. People doing great and, and impressive things. Right. Uh, both for inspiration and for like actually learning. And I think that that is utilizing if truly flow state is, is what's occurring. If you can get it through an app, yeah. Then that's what they're kind of harnessing that potential. And if it is, if flow state can be at like aspirational, maybe the hope is, can I transition that state of like, I got it while scrolling, but I want to get it from doing the thing that I watched. It's kind of crazy because how fast will mankind really advance if you could enter flow state very easily like this? I mean, if you created educational mediums to where, I'm able to watch, 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 and get into a flow state really yeah. easily. Thinking cap, watch. How fast downward. could I uh, learn things? It's kind of insane. Well, what's the, he he had a bunch of uh, stats on there, which I, I think I would argue how See, I, valid some of these stats are. But yeah. he's talking like 200%, yeah, 100%, but the, 400% on we, all these we acquisitions. Also, we also earlier went through the segment of skill building and things to even get you there. So... You know, as much as it seems like it'd be fun to have this magic potion or whatever, mm -hmm. the true topic of this segment was why the grind is essential to find flow. And to be honest, I don't know that that magic potion is going to occur because there still has to be grind. If you didn't yeah. fail, 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 and you didn't grind through those types of yeah. failures, I don't know that you can actually get flow. Flow comes from experience. You can't truly realize monumentally life-changing things without the context of all the failures. Mm -hmm. So like, unless you're driving towards the purpose, I I don't know. I think it's kind of, I, I think flow to me through our conversation has become more and more of like a philosophical concept that has no end. But also has a physiology. It's yeah. weird. It's like both and. Yeah. And it, that's, it's like trying to hijack what you get jumping out of a plane to apply it to general life is kind mm -hmm. of odd to me. Like, does the pitcher that gets on the mound actually enter flow state because he's in the situation of extreme skill practicing, meets the pressure of the moment, meets all the people, meets the adrenaline dump, meets execution? Or is it because he had a good pregame ritual? Yeah. You I, know what I mean? So it's funny because I, I think about the – the grind specifically and what you have to do. And I think about Malcolm Gladwell's um, part about the 10,000 hours and, and, and all of those things. And I, I think specifically about what does it look like for somebody, we'll just take them out. You don't have 10,000 hours of practice. You haven't done any of those things. You haven't done any of the grind um, and you're, you're entering flow state. Can that person truly learn? Cause that's, 
that's the the argument is yeah they, they learn faster they learn better but can they if they don't have any of the foundation, if you didn't foundationally learn the stuff that was boring and you didn't enter flow state on. Well, the study was from the sniper, right? So yeah, yeah. I, I can't imagine that that study was done on like bare minimum, never shot a gun. No, I would, gu I would guess not. Right. So these guys have at least gone in and have the foundational work, which was maybe it didn't feel like a grind, but it was, it was the grind. This is how you aim down the sights. This is how you, you know, keep both eyes open while you're trying to track. This is what, you know, all those elements of... of yeah. Oh, man, I suck. Yeah. I mean, what did I do wrong? Well, oh, man, well, I suck. What did, what did I you do suck wrong? at? Okay, you sucked specifically at this. Right. Let's fix that problem. Right. You can't be flowing if you've got... Mm -hmm. I would imagine in sniper rifle world, the true definition of flowing is like, you know, the movie scene where he's aimed over the shoulder. You hear the breath. <sighs> Like Ding. that's probably flow, yeah. you know, for that or, guy. Or that's you think specifically, flow. what's the, uh, uh, Keanu Reeves is in it. it. Matrix? Well, definitely Matrix. Matrix is like flow central, but I'm thinking yeah. of the, uh, the one that he's uh, done more recently, like three of them in a Wicker, row. Uh, yeah. Yeah. John Wick. Yeah. So he's going through that entire thing. That in my mind is like flow state with a gun. He rolling through a scene. I know where I'm tracking every bad guy. Equalizer and is like the slow-mo version yeah. of, you know I what I mean? I can headshot yeah. everybody because I know right where they're at, and it's just a dance in my head. Like, that's true, but when you look through what it took to get Keanu Reeves, because he's actually doing most of, those mo most of those motions, is he sitting there in front of a gun range working through the grind? cycling cycling rounds down range thinking do, right how do i make this faster how do i yeah. make this better how do i you know breaking down movement by movement the thing that was bad get rid of that and, and you may think that may be the other indication do you find yourself always having to analyze everything then you have not yeah got you're to not flow. in flow you haven't you haven't you're not good enough at it yet to flow Right. And, and so I think, too, about um, Malcolm Gladwell's stuff when he's talking about there is when you're aggressively criticizing everything, of course, you're not in flow. You can't be in flow. The part of flow is you've turned off the critic and you're just doing it. And it's because you should be practicing if, if we're talking sports or anything, you should be practicing much harder than you can accomplish at the edge, but but harder so that when you're in the game you have a chance at flow. I can relate to this. So this is bringing me back to like my childhood of pitching. Like my head is a head case. I'm a thinker, thinker, thinker. How did I, did I push too much on this finger? Mm -hmm. well, that curveball hung a little bit rather than just relaxing, knowing Let that my pop. skills are there. I'm thinking maybe I need to add a little bit more pressure. I'm having these full blown conversations in my head mm -hmm. the entire time I ever was in sports until I finally got injured and I got back and I was so happy that I could throw a ball and my whole arm didn't go numb mm -hmm. that I finally like relaxed and just played, you know, yeah. and it's kind of funny, like going through those, those mental stepping stones like that. It's very tennis, odd. Tennis was my, um, like the bane of my existence. And yet the place where I would also hit flow every once in a while. Um, there's something about tennis where you can get in your own head so hard. And by doing that, like you're done. And, right. And I would do that all the time. I'd be like, man, my racket head was too open on that. I didn't follow through. Oh, there's no top spin on that. Cause I didn't start low and bring high next time when it's coming through. And I had to start just singing a song in my head. And I found that when I would sing a song in my head and it was normally, it was like, uh, it's your bop, no, it was like, it's your thing. Do what you want to do. Like I, <laughs> that's what I would sing in my head. It's your thing. Do, do what, what you want to do. do. Yeah. So uh -oh. I'm playing that. And those moments, that was like my trigger to be like, Hey, stop thinking, stop criticizing. It's Just game relax. time, man. Just yeah. play. 
Yeah. And those are the moments where someone could sling like the hardest forehand across the middle and I would laser just, no, it's not crossing the net. And I would shut down the net. It's because critique went out. Everything else went out. Because I'm now not critiquing, I can just flow. Well, what's kind of crazy about your concept there is, doesn't that mean that all children should be in youth athletics? You because mean as it, far as like teaching them the concepts of these? Yeah, I mean, every every parallel or every analogy that we've come up with mm-hmm. is kind of sort of this action level recreational mm. thing gives you access to flow sporting events things that we can find common ground on all bring you to flow flow in essence can better your career and or your feeling of worth because of purpose yeah so isn't in essence you should be teaching children how can i get you to feel and see flow and master flow and whether or not that seems like a silly term, I, I sometimes when I'm saying it, I'm like, well, when we've said it a thousand is, times today, it feels like yeah, it's, it's not a real word anymore. But it's just odd to me because it's it's like it's trying to be so much that it's odd to me. It's this mythical creature mm-hmm. is what it's become. But it's interesting because I do see how all of those things benefit. But if you're trying to be the best parent you can be and try to help someone achieve their goals or find their goals, mm-hmm. then in essence, for my own peace of mind, I realize that I need purpose. I need to find a subset of skills that bring me to the ultimate level of purpose. And until I find every skill that I need, I may never achieve the purpose right. until I master the skills. And then I find flow and I truly and then I get blissfully yeah. doing the thing that I wanted to do. I get joy from the thing that I was grinding. Now I'm now I'm. Flowing. Yeah, the grind is the skill set. Mm-hmm. The grind is building acquisition. Perfection. Yeah, yeah. So does the the perfectionist is truly kind of actually in a sense finding flow because they desire it. Well, and the weird part too is the person that's doing that. You're you're always fighting against boredom. And so you're always challenging yourself or, or ideally you're challenging yourself with something that's just out of reach. Well, it's, e- it's either way though. Is it, is, do you take the negative approach and you say that I'm fighting boredom or do you take the other approach of like a crazy addict that just needs it, needs it, needs well, it. That's, I have to have it. What I'm getting at though is like when you, when you're fighting the boredom, because wherever you're at today, the, the challenge of today will get easier because your skills will be better. You'll get better at that. You'll be more efficient at that. You'll be whatever thing. And then it won't, it won't feel flowy anymore. Right. It will never feel flowy anymore because you're, you're actually better than that now. So once you achieve the ultimate purpose, then you, you got to find a new the, flow. Yeah, you move you up. You got to find a new... Uh, make it harder. Make but it, you didn't answer. You didn't answer the okay, question. Okay, sorry. You didn't Ask a- it again. I'll, I'll put him... Oh, that was a really, it was a really long question. So I'll give you... <laughs> I'll give, Cliff note me. I'll give you the tiny version. Mm-hmm. Do you think that really, if you're trying to be the best parent you can be... Mm-hmm youth athletics or finding, I don't know. I, the only reason I say youth athletics is I know this is kind of a sports channel, but I'm not really trying to cliche this thing. It's sure. like you can get it from extreme sports. You can get the feeling of it from ultimate adrenaline rushes. You can get the feeling of it from downhill skiing. You can get the feeling of it from the odd moment you stand on the mound and you learn how to harness that in turn. How else do you force feed somebody yeah. the opportunity for flow yeah. if it's not youth athletics? No, I think I think youth athletics I think youth athletics has a it's easier. Well, it's a paved road in that yeah. it's a moment in time 
where you have practiced, you've grind, you've done the grind, right? You've practiced all the way up to this moment, and now it's not critique time. It's I mean, critique will happen on were you successful or not. Sure. But now it's time to actually do. And now that you're doing, is it flowing? Like I think it is a perfect model for it, but I think that's also because we are wired to be that way. Like, but what is when it? You're what else your does hunt, it look like? That's what I mean. That's the question. So like, can somebody? Because once you said hunt, I don't know if you were actually referring to hunting. Oh, I do. I but, absolutely mean hunting. But hunting, it, to me, that's still sport. That's still an action sport. It is. So, well, and that's what we were built on. Like, we were built to go and find food and go do that well. And then, You mean men in general? No, I mean human oh, humans. in general. Gotcha. Human in general were built to go find food. And so we're built to hunt. We're built to do that well. And we're built to get better at it. And, and I mean, obviously, flow is a part of that. So you'd be doing it. So I would assume that anything that mimics that will very easily mimic flow state and all the other things because you're mimicking what biology has already created and that that's how you live. So the further, I'll bet, the further you get from something that is so mimicking of survival, I'll bet the further into your own head you have to get before you find flow. I, I learned how to write code a long time ago, and I can remember... Which is way not like hunting. Right. So I remember um, that I could sit down, and if I like 11 o'clock at night till 4 in the morning, I would just... I would look at the clock. Oh, my gosh. It's 4. I'm so screwed. Right. I didn't sleep at all. But I can remember I would get so in the zone, and then I would just go, and I would go, and I would go, and then all of a sudden, boom, 4 mm-hmm. in the morning pass by and I'm assuming I would call that flow in this conversation setting. I it would has just to be, call yeah. it ultimate level of focus, but you know, if we want to call it flow that, and give yeah. it a new title, but how do you, I guess you have to just find things for children to be extremely interested in and like, yeah. So groom them in a sense to, to realize answer, it. I don't know. To answer your question as I've, I've dodged it now for like what we'll call it 40 minutes. <laughs> to answer to answer that question, um, you're welcome. Yeah, to answer that question, I would say that your job as a parent um, is to provide, and I think the same thing of grit. Your job as a parent is to provide as many opportunities for your kid to interact with the world in a different way to let them discover passion, whatever that is. And and then once they discover passion, and this is the hard part, and it could be about dumb dumb things in your own mind, but once they discover passion, let them run with that passion because running with Design the, passion, the skills and the things they may need to learn to well, achieve it and let them let them keep getting harder like okay like i think of pokemon as a, like a weird example because it was the classic one where people were like oh my kids are so bad at math they can't remember anything and you hand them a deck of pokemon cards and they could rattle off their names spell them right tell you exactly what their attack stats are and tell them how many you know whatever things like well then they're not bad at any of those things they just weren't interested Right. Okay. So if that's the case and your kid gets super into Pokemon, well then let that be the driving force for all kinds of things. All right. Let's maximize your deck, man. Let's make that an awesome Pokemon trading card deck. Like how would you do that? What things do you need? And now they're strategizing. Okay, you need more you need more, you know, you make it, yeah, you're making a pretty you make a pretty good point though. If you can find ways to expand their uh, the trouble is as you gave an example that requires lots of different skills. I mean, what if it's just video games? I mean, for them to just get involved in video games, 
you know, you could look at it both ways. You're going to be like a video game professional, or do you get to use your passions to actually succeed in life? Like, just because I like heroin doesn't mean that you should be. Sure. You know what I mean? No, it's that's, like, a, that's a great. It's like, how do you merge this into a society of success at you're, the same time? You're teaching them how to be, um, you're teaching them how to break down what's going well. You can be into video games and not be good at video games. You can love video games and be terrible at them. Um, so if instead someone's passionate and loves video games, help teach them how to um, critique what they're doing uh, when they're when they're practicing, when they're playing video games. You know, if you watch like video gamers, they play warm up games. They play they get into the shooting range of whatever game they're playing and they and they practice getting their muscles and hand eye coordination. Get to right flow place. going. They really do. And, and <laughs> the purpose for that is so that when they're actually playing the game, they're hitting flow because they're not. They're not dialing in their shot anymore. They did that in the range. Sure. Now they're they're just snap turning and hitting a headshot. You know, those moments, what you're doing if you're allowing your kid to really get into that and then helping them learn how to get better at whatever they're doing is you're teaching them how to learn and you're teaching them how to critique and you're teaching them how to um, pursue greatness at whatever thing they're doing. And then eventually, hopefully, and maybe through some help, they find purpose beyond video games and then they apply all of the things they learned on how to be great at video games on that next pursuit. Well, I want to be a great pianist or I want to be, I want to, I want to learn how to create the next biofuel. Well, I know how to, I know how to learn because I did that when I wanted to play video games really bad. Sure. Sure. And so I think find the it. ultimate level of passion and groom the idea of Get in behind them. Get to be the best. Whatever kid, whatever passion your kid has found, keep in, over-inspire them. Inspire them to get better at that. Inspire them to find the, the niche that makes them more unique. Like, that's your job as a, as a parent. Like, they don't know what's out there. And your job is to keep asking the question and drive them further and further down the line so that they can be inspired beyond the, I want, I want to be good at video games, to the, I... I want to be the best this thing. That's a great I can see that. So whether it be your sports, your video games, any version of it, it's inspired to be the greatest possible. It's almost like building the template of trying to find flow. Mm -hmm. Be the very best possible as you right. can. Find the skill sets required. Grind your hiney grind. off. Teach them how to grind. Grind your hiney off to get to your goal. And then you'll find flow states that are more beneficial to your life man we did it words of wisdom fixed it hey you uh, everybody needs the flows no don't say that <laughs> you need <laughs> you, say that? you don't think they need flows i don't think not like that <laughs> <laughs>